the dream is telling me more than this person ever will about themselves. When you really work with your dreams, like this is the kind of stuff that you wouldn't even bring up in therapy. So when you're talking about it, it's really going to bring up stuff probably that you would rather not have it bring up. So I think dreams, too, they'll tell you things when you need to know them, basically. So that's why there's kind of, I like to call them seasons of dream. Kind of the role of the unconscious is to, to balance it, it out in some way. So the unconscious is making up for what you aren't doing in waking life. The Big Hormone Enneagram. I'm John Lukovich, 415, sexual self-prez, 458 traffic. I'm David Gray, self-prez sexual, 9 with one wing, 974 trifix. What up, it's Emika. I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self-prez, with 854 fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I'm a 3 wing 4, self-prez social, with 369 trifix. Hi, I'm Alexandra. I'm a social self-preservation, 9 wing 1, 963 trifix. If you like or hate us, make sure you go like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and make sure you leave us a review. And back to the point that you were making about practices that people could use to remember their dreams more. I usually don't remember my dreams. That, so that's why my dreams are usually pretty significant. So because if I did remember it, it's like there's probably something going down. But once we started talking about dreams, I started I started Dream Diary and kept kept my fucking uh phone or laptop next to me and so i could just jot something down as soon as i woke up and i started remembering like at least three a week mm -hmm. um and if i stopped if i didn't make the intention that i wanted to write my dream down i wouldn't remember them mm -hmm. so it really came down to i want you want to do this and you're prepared to do it and it seems like the floodgates open up yeah because i mean like even when i first started like looking at it from an interpretive lens and also um getting more or two into the archetypal concepts of things like even just doing that for quite like a couple months like i still had dreams every night it's like okay you're listening you're fucking it up but at least you're listening <laughs> like, it's, um and i since then like again because of dreams being timeless like there are dreams that i'll go back to you know in like that I had in maybe the ninth grade. And I'm like, wow, I could still learn from this. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the symbols, symbols in your dreams will constantly change, you know, like they'll, they'll constantly have a, a different angle that you didn't look at. Um, and usually, you know, when you've got it, when something really hits somewhere deep. Um, so that's, that's kind of, I think, why it'll come up in different ways and different forms and throughout your whole life. It's lifelong work, I think. So, who else wants to share their dream? I'm, oh, I can't be the only one. <laughs> I have a getting I have naked a dream on this pod <laughs> that I had that's semi boring and has a recurring theme. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have a recurring theme of being stuck in places and not being able to leave, um, which is also one of my biggest fears in life. So that's a fun one to have a dream about. It's very relaxing. Like just being being stuck. Yeah, like, like literally not being able to like exit the premise. Just, so like like when what do you mean like like you're stuck I, in your room or know. something? 
Uh, or you like or stuck, like under stuck a, in a conversation or stuck in a situation, stuck in a house, stuck in a plane, just mm-hmm. unable to exit. However, that goes. Um, and that's like a big anxiety trigger for me. So I have a lot of dreams surrounding that when I'm stressed. Um, <clears throat> so I'm always assuming that that's like just fear coming into my dream. Um, but in this particular one, um, I always think it's interesting where they're set. I don't know why, but like, I always have, uh, I always have dreams of them being, of my dreams being set in very realistic places, but these scenarios are not realistic. So I always think that's just a big clash in my dreams. I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically I was at a house party with the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, I really wanted to leave. I was done. I was over it. Uh, but but I couldn't get myself to leave because I thought I was going to be shot when I walked out the door. Uh, so then I kept asking all the cast of the Brooklyn Nine-Nine if they carried weapons. And everyone thought it was weird that I had a gun on me. That was the entire dream. Um, <laughs> but it was set very specifically in a house that I used to go party at in Richmond. Mm. In my old city where I used to live. So that's yeah. like a typical dream where I'm in a social setting and I can't leave for some safety issue. And right. I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. I might have to spend the night here. I'm going to die. I'd rather leave and get shot than stay in this house <laughs> with all these people. <laughs> so, and see, that's interesting because um, like one of the things, one of the biggest like I guess quote unquote rules with dream work is that it's always going to tell you something you don't already know. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, most people want to wake up, they have a dream that they experience something that they're like, Oh, duh. Like, of course I'm going to do that. Or of course that happened or whatever. Um, but there would be no point in the dream if it, and that's probably why it recurs, especially reoccurring dreams thinks that there's something important about this association, you know? Mm-hmm. So looking at that is kind of like you would have to come at, it from different angles and questions challenging yourself so it's like you know you think of you know what that tv show even represents or means to you it could be like i know with guns especially when you think of guns it's a very masculine way to quickly get the job done so it's like mm-hmm. okay you know i need this to just bypass feeling something you know i, I don't want to be able mm-hmm. to feel this uncomfort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And so it could be, you know, like what kind of tension or stress you're feeling in that situation and why is it not being like released anywhere? Like why is it being contained in that way? You know, like so there's tons of and you'd have to kind of see like where in in waking life do you feel that way because feelings in a dream are kind of like one of the most important things so even though you might forget that you felt that way two days ago your unconscious didn't so it's kind of like okay well where's the last time I felt this and and why and was I like stuck in a meeting or was I stuck here and where is this stuckness coming from within me and what does it want like it's kind of its own entity and the ego just wants to keep relating to it in the same way over and over again, but it, it wants to transform. And that's why the unconscious is trying to challenge you to get yourself to question why this keeps happening. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's interesting. Yeah. So I like, I could 
go into more personal questions, but I feel like, you know, <laughs> um, that's just a way I'd pose it to people if, if, especially if they'd want it to do it on their own. Like, I think dream work can be done on its own, but a lot of the time, especially because you, you might not be able to see it from an angle that someone else could, it's extremely helpful to ask other, or to talk about it with other people, especially people who know you really well, because they're like, oh, well, didn't you say this one person, like this one thing about that one character this one time? Because, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you're projecting something about it, like you think their traits are going to be what gets you out of this stuckness, you know, like a comedic overtone or something will help you get out of feeling stuck or, or help ease the comfort or something. Isn't there something to, maybe you alluded to it before, um, just the process of writing the dream down and the words that come up and so forth, that is to some degree in some schools of thought, an extension of the dream. Yeah. Like more can come from that mm -hmm. material itself. Yeah. Like I've done it sometimes with really, really tricky dreams where I'm just like, I have no idea what this is trying to tell me. I write it down and just start underlying words, like underlining them. Sorry. Like, um, especially nouns, you know, starting to play with like, okay, why, like, what relation does this object have to that object? Or like, why is it that in this part of the dream, I feel this way, but once this aspect comes in, I'm feeling this way, you know? So it's, it's breaking down, like every part of the dream is very important, you know? the transition of it if it even has an ending or not you know like this is kind of an the arc of it the setting like you mentioned nancy the um the party house or whatever <laughs> like yeah it could it could represent like a how you relate to things socially but also like personally what happened there all the time in real life like why is it getting you to go back to this place like i have a lot of a lot of people have dreams of like childhood homes like, okay, so this means that there's something happening in the psyche that originated in the childhood home or like in your childhood. Um, so it's, it, you know, there's no really, mis there's no mistake in a dream. There's something about every aspect of it. Like I have a lot of the time when I'm very stressed out, like I'll have dreams that have just no ending and they're just fragment, <laughs> fragment, fragment, fragment. And it's just like, I'm not making up my mind on things like I'm not feeling you know complete or or steady or whatever within myself about these kinds of subjects so it's just never ending and it just keeps being you know well what's going to happen next sort of thing so it's it's every every part of it's important it's like a list you never get to cross off yeah yeah and too I, I completely forgot to even mention compensatory dreams um yeah because they're really big too i've i even just had one last night that like i was uh again here's another I, example of kind of trickster sort of energy yeah. that um like i knew i was kind of nervous for this uh but especially as a social type i didn't realize how terrified i was and this? <laughs> yeah of just being on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> So like jump scare. Yeah, yeah, no. And I I had this dream last night that woke me up at like three o'clock in the morning with my heart racing because I was like terrified from something. And this morning, like as much as I kind of wanted to just be like, wow, that what a shitty dream to like have today, I thought about it and sat with it more. And like 
the more I focused on the symbols and like the people that were in it and what I've associated with them and stuff like that, the more I realized like how amusing it actually all was. And I'm like, oh, I think that was kind of a compensatory dream. As a nine, you mm. just you p- hold and push like all of the feelings in store it somewhere in your body. So in your dreams, it's trying to get you to really like get it out in some way. So I have ones where like I wake up violently or I'm, you know, angry and I'm screaming at someone in the dream. It's like I'm constantly storing these things somewhere. So the unconscious is making up for what you aren't doing in waking life. And that can happen an infinite amount of ways. So I've never heard the term compensatory dream. Are you? It's I don't understand what you mean. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's a, oh, it's an exact okay. opposite experience yeah, of what your, it's compensating. your daily life experience or what you experience that day, for example. You might have mm-hmm. something that's a, a perfect opposite as a way for, as sort of like a healing compensation mm-hmm. or balance. Yeah, yeah because mm-hmm. that, one of the dreams were, one of my favorite dreams that Kristen interpreted, interpreted mm-hmm. was um, a family situation but like that was the first half of the dream was this missiles coming in. And the second half was um, some older person was guiding me through some um, mm. sort of like drug experience that was really fucking awesome and mm. amazing. And I woke up and before I woke up, this person said, are you okay? Mm. And that was sort of, I think uh-huh. your interpretation That's was- total opposite from- everything yeah. you've been describing about right the, like your my, whole family experience oh recently. Yeah. absolutely like my unconscious was trying to like you take know, care of you take care of me with all this bullshit that's going mm-hmm. on yeah right that's kind of cute yeah i had like there was quite a long time where i was having nightmares and um you know i think it was kind of especially at the time there was a lot of like stuff i, I won't get into but i think sometimes when we have those dreams that like really scare us awake it could also be a way of saying like, hey, reality's not like that bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm. It's, you know, you're waking up and your heart's racing. It's like, you know, why are you associating with like life like this? You know, you're, it's so it's yeah, it is a balancing thing that the unconscious and especially dream work is kind of just a way to even things out. It, like, you know, tons of people go throughout life without ever interpreting or thinking of their dreams or even remembering them or whatever. But the, kind of the role of the unconscious is to to balance it, it out in some way. So there are tons of people who have dreams that will compensate for the things they lack in waking life. I um I've had a I had of throughout my life a lot of dreams about fighting or being in some kind of conflict with like an army or guerrilla force or like it's usually some kind of like quasi militaristic like often in a foreign country um you know but like they're more of like a like they're more like technologically whatever advanced and it's like very elaborate and i'm usually kind of in this like kind of like me against a whole force kind of thing and you know i was listening to our wrap-up pod um just you know re-listening to it and you know we were talking about uh just how like kind of like i mean it's been a good last year was a good year but it was a very stressful from the point of view of just uh the way fucking idiots that just like get fascinated or hooked on us or whatever and like start trying to like play their fucking games with us and like i've been really angry about that this this past year like that, that that thing that began 
you know, with Joker Nine or whatever. Uh, and just like the just the yeah ways that we've played this like role in fucking idiots' lives and their psyche, like um, it's I've been fucking angry, and so I I, I wonder if uh, I wonder if that kind of like fighting that that those armies or SWAT teams or whatever has been like a social instinct, war, kind of, yeah, a <laughs> social instinct war or something like that. Because yeah, I mean the other day somebody uh, like. You know, I was kind of going in on somebody that was like, has been using us as a kind of like prop to like, you know, keep themselves in conversation for a while. And they like accused me of wanting to be famous. And I was like, because, you know, I wrote a book and I have a podcast or something. I was like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, fuck you. You know, it's just like, no, I just like, I want to explore Enneagram, <laughs> you yeah, know, and I yeah. want to like keep change the Enneagram field uh but it was just like you know it's just it that comment brought up a lot of like um I guess made me realize how uh much anger I have about being this like unwitting psychic prop for people and like just not fucking wanting that at the same time it's like I don't know how to like keep pursuing what I'm interested in without it involving people <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. you know i kind of thought a podcast would be almost like a way to like not involve myself in a certain way it sounds ridiculous <laughs> but it's like like yeah, we it would does just sound be friends ridiculous. talking yeah just my just me and my friends talking and having some reason to, you know and then you know, then, you know people, might listen and, people might listen and like be like oh i'll do some sessions with john or not or whatever or at least like the enneagram field would like just start to change a little bit but this, like, I, I were saying on the pod, like, you know, we don't have that many listeners or something, but the, the, the level of emotional and psychic investment investment is so absurd. I'm, re- like, I'm feeling angry as I'm talking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and it's interesting, I mean, from a layman point of view that doesn't do a lot of dream work, it's interesting that you think that you dream of gorilla, uh, like, um, warfare on you because i always think of them as like hyper specialized and really sneaky and like sneak attacks Mm, and i feel like all the scenarios have been sneak attacks on you right or amica or david Mm -hmm. yeah it's always just interesting it feels kind of like uh like some random bullshit can come out of anywhere yes Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure could just come out of the jungle and you don't know where it's going to be from yeah yeah exactly it's been a lot of that too with dreams like you know um that aspect is a part of you though too so it's it's kind of yeah it it, that's where it it starts to really suck especially for social (laughs) blind and fours or four fixers you actually have to relate to things yeah (laughs) no that that like the you know your unconscious is making this this type of thing up to but it's coming from within so there is something or some kind of aspect that is a part of you you are fighting against as well Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. looking at it in that way, like, you know, what, what are you projecting onto it to create its own like entity within your head mm-hmm. is, a, is a way like that really has to humble you in, in a sense and mm-hmm. show that like, this is all your own creation kind of mm-hmm. that's yeah. reflective of, of waking life too. <clears throat> yeah. On that thread I've had in the last you know few months of dreams, just a lot of dreams around social, uh, emergencies or social problems and i think the conversation about like your unconscious trying to bring these shadow or blind spot aspects to to your attention it's like 
as a social blind, we thought doing this podcast wouldn't wouldn't be a big deal, right? Who, who would care? <laughs> and then, and and it's like because we're not tracking the importance of the social game and how much of a big deal all this stuff is. It is. It does become this shadow thing of this thing that you're not paying attention to, that you're not giving the importance. But on some level, you do care about, and it is important to you. Um, like on some level, as a social blind, it's like I don't necessarily care that much about fame or wanting to get public attention, but it is part of me. Like it, do, it, it does matter to some degree to be respected in social space, and so mm-hmm. it becomes this sort of like this is this part of you that you're not giving enough attention. Mm-hmm. in your waking life even though like underneath somewhere it is important and right. a lot of my dreams end up being this sort of um um scenario where you're blindsided by like the social big deal and you know what we've been experiencing it's also like you're not dealing with the emotions of the stuff that we're, we're all the stuff that we've been going through it's like i've been realizing yeah i'm really pissed off about some of the social things that have happened like i'll get mad but then i'll just move on i'll forget about it i'll put it to the side Mm. but it's still there i haven't really processed how i feel about being a social object that a bunch of like morons are using playing fucking (laughs) cards with Mm. totally yeah it's your unconscious doesn't have the same patterns that your ego does right um it's it's working in a way that is like way beyond your comprehension kind of so to have a conversation with it in a way is is to kind of break down those those barriers those walls those patterns in order to understand like really you know what does this thing mean to me and and what kind of is it trying to um how is it trying to get me to associate with it and stuff and and i think too even with dream work like all of these symbols and oh my god like shadow stuff in dreams and projections it's like huge there's complexes you know father complex mother complex stuff like that the uh, you know anima animus how you're how you're projecting onto your partner and and how you're not claiming you know the inner other in a way you're just outsourcing that like that's all of this work where when you actually work on it and when you actually sit with it and and understand all of these aspects and functions inside yourself it is just another way to feel more whole, you know? It's it's putting all the pieces together. And that's what a lot of spiritual work is, is is like some kind of desire to feel more whole. Um and so dream work is like a hyper personal way to do that because yeah. then it's in it's involving family members and partners and your childhood and, and all this stuff. So it's very, very ugly. Um but like I think that's kind of the point. You have to mm. kind of be, and as a nine too, it's like, I have to just sit in feeling very uncomfortable. <laughs> mm. I can just understand that. Like I have a lot of tension in my dreams that, that I have to look at like, okay, why am I trying to kind of escape this, this very large, uncomfortable feeling? Um, it's, and it, that's, I mean, that's how it is with everyone I talk to with their dreams or something in there that they like really don't want to admit or want to mm-hmm investigate or feel and it's it's huge with that yeah i guess doing this pod has made us all really confront the social instinct in a way nothing else we've ever done i've ever done has Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure so if somebody uh wanted to work with you on dreams like what is that like um for me like i ask a lot of questions because again you're working with like personal associations so i can't put 
my own bias onto someone's dream. Um, Because everyone has, like, you know, their own bias of what they think certain objects or people or whatever means. So I think it's a lot of questions. Also knowing the context of someone's life, what they're going through or what they went through at the time of the dream is very important. Um, And basically identifying where the emotion really is in it. Like a lot of people I've talked to um, will sometimes or typically end up in tears as, and I will too, even just hearing their dream. Cause I think even just listening to someone's dream is like, the dream is telling me more than this person ever will about themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like when you really work with your dreams, like this is the kind of stuff that you wouldn't even bring up in therapy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the right. ego still tries to filter things in a therapist office or session right. or whatever that's that a dream right there it's a right. trick against your conscious self yeah yeah so when you're talking about it it's really going to bring up stuff probably that you would rather not have it bring up um but the point is to try and get to those deep emotional sort of wounds and and understanding your own projections and shadows and all that fun stuff so it's really breaking it down um so even like if I write, I have like an offering where I can just communicate by like email. I've written up, you know, explanations or interpretations of your guys' dreams that um, even in written form, like I'll walk away from it and a day later I'm like, oh, wait, no, that it could have said that too. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really never take a dream interpretation as the interpretation or the only one because... It could definitely, the idea is just to start thinking about this thing in a very different way. And so, at least for me, like, I'll try and get and start pulling the thread of where I see the most emotion or where the person is avoiding the most, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, you know, touchy thing. And that's kind of where I know it's where it probably is at that needs to be worked on. Yeah. And one thing I always appreciate about your comments when I post about my dreams is I rarely answer your comments because <laughs> I just think about them for like days and weeks on uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I just go back and I read it and I'm like, Oh, that's, I didn't think about that. So it's this like layered experience mm-hmm. um, that I think it's not, you can't just take it at face value. Right. Right. And there's so much that you can do with it too. Cause mm-hmm. like, um, you know, instead of of course you want to think about it and feel and stuff but you can also kind of play with it in a way like I've gone out and done things and bought stuff or whatever that was in my dreams like you know I have a dream about you know drinking a milkshake go get a fucking milkshake like it's it's (laughs) it's also like it's trying to get you to kind of um participate yeah participate in that way and and so there's tons of ways that you can do that um not just sitting and thinking about it you know it's a kind of a little fun activity in a way um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's definitely a lot of layers and we have like no time on this planet to really get super into it but um you can start how do you hit hit up Kristen and get some dream work going and Kristen, how do you um put up a boundary so that uh people aren't just hitting you up with dreams left (laughs) and right you know, like, yeah, would love to you, know that. Yeah. Do you have ways like, like, I mean, do you offer like, I'm sure you offer like full kind of one on one analyses, but like people want to hit, like, I have like three different things and I'm like, oh, I want to ask Christian about this. Yeah. Same. <laughs> like, yeah. So how do you, like, do you, like, you know, do you have like 
here's a ten dollar, here's a five dollar <laughs> little little thing. You know, like how do you how do you work that? Um, I mean, right. I I never really thought of um getting paid for think <laughs> about it wow. yeah I think um, about it now about it. Well, I, I, damn nines i know i do i have on my website i i have on my website at least that like i i can do an hour zoom call um that's 60 dollars and a like don't give me that face nancy <laughs> yeah it's for right now you need to um, raise that up bitch. triple digits come on and also it's really important to say this because we we were typing people for free on Facebook for a while, yeah, yeah. and the reason we had to charge is just to avoid all the craziness that comes with people just taking advantage of you offering things for free. Yep. Right. So and it, it puts a boundary, a very important boundary, to have right. a paywall. Well, and, and so I'm kind of still exploring that, which is why I started out kind of low, because I, of course, I'm just like, no one's going to send me anything. Uh, they, will. <laughs> they will. They okay. will. Well, I also have like a written um, thing because it doesn't take me very long to write people's dreams out. It doesn't like, you know, consume too much of my time. Um, so it's I have a, for a lower price, you can just get email, you know, interpretation. But I mean, I'm for people that I'm close to, I, I don't charge them anything for their dreams. Like I'd, Yay. <laughs> I. Yay. <laughs> well, I'm going to no, ask you something are... and I'm going to get your uh, Venmo and just give you five bucks. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll I was going to say, so yeah, we'll just start donation. paying you. Yeah, yeah. yeah now people fun. are going to parasocially creep on you just to get free interpretation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show, show notes for, Kim, for Kristen's uh, PayPal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have, like, I take it very seriously and so there are people who have bugged me with their dreams and and I can tell that they don't really give a shit about the work. And so mm -hmm. I just ignore them. Good. Like, I'll just Good. straight up yeah, smart. because I, I take it way too seriously. And so it's like I, it takes energy from me to I mean, you guys know it. it takes energy from me to actually think about these things and like almost be in your life for right. mm. to understand it through your lens and stuff. So like when I notice I can pick up usually right away. At first I didn't, but now I've had practice where it's like I can pick up pretty much right away if someone's going to be serious about it or not. Um, and do you imagine in the future ever teaching like workshops or retreats that people might learn how to apply this work for themselves or something like that? Oh, yeah. Like they're actually, oh, I forgot to mention, even on my website, I have some of those dream cheat sheets that I worked up. You know, and yeah. so on. My, I think it's on the blog section of my website. You can you can see some of those. Um, but yeah, especially with what I've been noticing um, with people's enneagram types, it's you know, Jungian stuff has its own map of of understanding it. Um, but once you throw enneagram type on there, it's like wow, there's a whole other layer to what these dream like dream work and what dreams mean could actually offer so i'm sort of pulling together um and taking field notes of how enneagram shows up in dreams and how to work with it especially instincts too because when you think i mean, won't get too into it but like when you think of animals um coming up in dreams that's like an actual embodiment of some kind of instinct mm. um and then how is that relating to your own and whatever so it's 
I'll probably put together something where I, I is more comprehensible <laughs> to people. <laughs> I mean, that might be cool in the future to have you on to talk specifically about instinct and dreams. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, like, yeah. Like, that would be a, so cool. As a focused topic because, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about that and it seems like it'd be pretty interesting. Right. Yeah. And you have even, her as a guest teacher in your school, John. That's, that's oh, what yeah. I was thinking about. John's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it. Really well, I was... <laughs> It's a surprise. <laughs> um, even just like the flavor of people's dreams, like like Emika's, like your dreams are so rejection. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, and and social blind dreams are just like a totally different flavor. You know, like it. So even just looking at that, and it's just like, okay, why is your unconscious like picking it up in this way and presenting it to you in this way and mm. and stuff? Like it's really crazy like it just trying to track that which is why part of like talking to people about their dreams is just thrilling to me because it's like wow like you have your own little world that like your personality has flavored you know this part of your unconscious and the way that you associate with things and it's creating this like you know entirely new um or different way of a associating so maybe we can come up with a typing method with uh, a dream typing method. yeah <laughs> just tell me your new, dream and i'll tell you new, your type dream, new collage <laughs> yeah the dream like exercise <laughs> yeah i yeah i mean like i was even thinking it would be cool to to get um each type or instinct stacking or whatever to like looking at that dream compared to right. someone that's this type and like that kind of um like i'm saying the flavors and the dynamics going on in it are very different yeah, the thing about the collages is like sometimes you watch someone's video and what they're willing to say, you'll get one thing and then you look at their collage, which is impressionistic, and you'll right. look like that's a different person. There's a lot <laughs> there's a lot going on that you can't communicate with words that Closer I can see to the through. dream world. Right, collages. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well there are some people posting uh like their dream collage mm. like mm -hmm. i've seen them like this is the oh, vibe yeah. of my dreams right and I, my, those are so interesting right my my roommate thought of um doing that she said like oh what if you what if you did that and i was like oh my god i want to see other people's i'm terrible at making collages but other <laughs> people's when they started posting them i was like oh this is such a good idea because that's mm -hmm. another way to play with it like i made one for mine and yeah. um realized like oh wow there's like a lot of feminine imagery in here you know that i did not recognize before or i wouldn't have caught before or like this this is like way more enclosed and kind of like isolating um mm -hmm. feeling oh, you know that kind of yeah it's like kicking up a feeling when you do a collage of a dream or yeah the dream imagery and symbols and stuff that you probably wouldn't have thought of there's a dream that i was wanting to uh get into of mine it's a very old one but I'm thinking we're we're way over on time. A, yeah, we should do part two. Yeah, 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 yeah I would love a part two, two of this. Talk about yeah, yeah. Honestly, I was even. Of course, I was too nervous to uh, suggest it, but like <laughs> this is such a big topic, um, which is why you could go into like so many different avenues yeah. with it, right. and yeah. even yeah, like actually like interpreting a dream um, right. and understanding what that symbol means could help people. With yeah. interpreting their own. No, I'd, I'd and we be, can... it'd be interesting to me because also, well, this is a, probably the most powerful dream I ever had, and it's from about mm, almost 30 years ago. And mm -hmm. it would, to me, it would be interesting to 
have you work with it, you know, in this context. Yeah. 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 I would love to come with like, it would give us a longer time to write down dreams and find one that we feel safe sharing. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought I felt safe sharing one. And then I ended (laughs) up having to go to the bathroom in at work a few times because I was crying. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) no. Oh. And not in like a bad way, but in just like a really red down to the core kind of thing. Mm. And I've yeah. been noticing since then, I don't write all of them down. Sometimes I'm just like too tired and then I just do that arrogant thing of like, I'll remember. And then I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. Um, yeah. Same. Yep. I literally did but, that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But I have noticed that like women have been so common in my dreams mm. like uh my i had one recently you know i'm a woman obviously there was one where i was a pageant <laughs> contestant where like a ton of other women were there uh there was one where it involved my mother's house there's like quote unquote the other woman is also pretty common mm. um oh it's just been a lot of like feminine i that's kind of my interpretation a lot of like mother complex feminine stuff is kind mm. of what you suggested once mm-hmm. And I've yeah. been noticing, I don't feel like I used to have dreams like that at all. It was all, I feel like uh, my old dreams used to be what I would describe as like nonsensical. Like I'm like sitting on a path in the middle of space, like that kind of weird <laughs> shit. And now suddenly they're all very like tangible, realistic kind of stuff. Of course, I'm like killing someone in some of them. So right. that's yeah. That's realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah you were talking where... about compensatory dreams <laughs> she has a body in her backyard you were nice yeah. all day and then you had a dream about killing yeah someone. yeah it's always <laughs> the people you don't suspect always nice yeah. yeah well and and that's why like even when you when you bring up like um like a lot of women in your dreams and stuff like one so I think dreams, too, they'll tell you things when you need to know them, basically. So that's why there's kind of, I like to call them seasons of dreams. Oh, like, I'll okay. have seasons where they'll be just like, there are, like, snakes in every dream. And then it'll switch to something else. And so it's kind of like um, going with what what you're processing, too, at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with, like, feminine, masculine stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're starting to get at the complexes and the shadows and mm-hmm. and and breaking those down in order for you to really own your own feminine energy and your own masculine energy. Like, that's the yep. point of them being represented in that way is so that you get to... They're, they're challenging you. And then yeah. you can break it down and form your own. So, like, even just watching how that evolves... Um, like a lot of women will start out having dreams of very violent men, you know, because we have a very terrible association with masculine in in, in this society. Um, but yeah. then, but it'll also, start it's not integrated as part of what that means, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Anything like violent and shadowy and faceless, like it's something that's just it, way too foreign to the ego that it right. just mm-hmm. doesn't get it. Um, so that, you know, symbol will start to transform and it turns out that guy that was running at you with a knife in your dream two nights ago is now your father, you know, like it's, yeah, it's trying, yeah, it's trying to get you to really question what those, um, symbols are, are how they're operating inside of you mm. yeah, and no, where I they need to go. Now it's I understand why I was beating up old bitches in my dream. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that women have been like dominating my dreams lately. I, I, you know, I think 
I haven't been able to capture too many, but I have like maybe seven or eight that I've written down. And I know that after we met at the zone, the first one that I ever wrote down was just, I think I described it to you guys. Maybe I didn't. I think I posted it in the group though, where it was just literally the dark, like the darkness, Mm. just total black dark and a male voice and me being grabbed by the shoulders. And literally that was it. And then since then it's been just women domination. What is mm-hmm. that? Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when my social blind roommate started, um, like we kind of started doing dream work together. It's really good to have someone that, you know, really knows you and you can kind mm-hmm. of work on them together too because, like I said, they'll catch maybe an angle you didn't see. Um, when she kind of first started doing it, her dreams were filled with like faceless people. Like mm-hmm. it was just like you can't, you're not even allowing yourself to relate to something to wow. project on it. <laughs> right. oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, which I've noticed in other social blinds yep. that I've sp- spoken to that it's like, you know, this is this is like, a, you know, social in general and a, a person's personhood is just a monster to you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, wow. it, but it's crazy because <laughs> then when, once you start, she started realizing that and working with that, like, oh, okay, now there's your mom and there's me and there's, <laughs> now <laughs> I'm represented by the social instinct and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it changes in that way. Yeah. I've been the last month or so I've been recognizing or catching myself, like just fixating on aspects of people. So like people don't mm-hmm. get to be fully formed people and you, you might think you like someone, but it's like, no, you just like this part of them. When you actually look at the right. full person, you don't like them. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. like realizing how much I'm doing that all the time, how much I'm just uh, looking at fractional versions of people and deciding exactly. that I just like that part. And so in my dreams, I, I don't generally don't know who the people are. Uh, so when I know the people in a dream, it's like a very social dream and it's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as, you know, triple attachment, too, I've had lots of dreams with people where it's like, oh, wow, I did not allow myself to admit that I have that quality in myself mm. somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. yeah, like, there's something about them that really bugged, like, either bugged me or I admired or whatever, and it's like, oh, wait, you know, I, I, I do that, too. That's why they're in there. <laughs> yeah. Alexander, do you have one? Well, I mean, not a dream in particular, but just, I guess, just commentary, like that thing of like, I'm projecting certain aspects of like femininity, like, um, I can't even think of a quality right now, but like, I don't like with sexual instinct, like sexual forwardness or something like that, or like sexual kind of like vitality or uh, like a voraciousness or something like that. Mm-hmm. The idea that I could be projecting that onto somebody else in the dream, which is really a call to action to embrace it in myself mm-hmm. has been a weird, um, it's like I know that, but I think as a triple attachment, it's been a weird like I don't want to be located almost to myself even because that interrupts the mechanism of attachment. So even that's been a, I don't know, kind of wild thing to right. acknowledge. And, like, and the question of like, what do I do about that? You yeah. Um, and that's where like other places in the dream could be telling you um, like, okay, well maybe if you looked at this part of the dream, it's kind of giving you a direction of where to go with this mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might need to work on integrating that sexual instinct with your partner. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Whereas my dream is all about sex. I mean, the whole thing. So. <laughs> I was going to say, what if that's a dream about murdering someone? (laughs) Compensatory dream. David's actually actually sexless. That's why he has so many sex dreams. Right. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. (laughs) Sure. 
Alrighty, guys. Well, that was, was fun. The, yeah, this yeah, was, it was very super fun. cool. I am so excited for part two and part like 67. Yeah, yes. I was going to say. Please and thank I'll you. Wanna, <laughs> I also kind of like the idea of somebody kind of playfully coming up to Kristen being like, hey, <laughs> interpret my dream. Right. And she like interprets the fuck out of it. Yeah. And they're like, oh my oh, God, yeah. okay, bye. Sorry. People, right. Yeah, people get kind of like upset when I interpret their dreams and they think that it was just going to be something fun and or funny. Yeah. Um, All of a sudden you have daddy issues. and <laughs> Yeah, that's why I say like, just be careful with like who you oh tell your dreams to and who you work on with it um because oh you just never know like I, know, I just don't, I don't think people are gonna do that i think a lot of people are i underestimate how freaked out the average person is about about revealing themselves in this kind of way like my sister is definitely she was like i'm definitely not ever doing that because it's what i mean it is really personally revealing so i really don't yeah. think that you're gonna get like a fuck ton of people that are gonna be signing up to do this yeah, sometimes people just avoid it. Like, I had people that would tell me their dreams, and then they just, like, after a while, stopped. Because <laughs> they, they realized, like, oh, She's wait, a witch! Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is harder than te therapy, because it's hitting it home. It, it really, yeah, it definitely is. Um, well, it's what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I've reached my, my wall. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is very so cool. Much. Very excited Whoa. to have you back on in the future. And thanks for representing Bermuda all over again. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> Keep I'll being the coolest Bermuda. <laughs> thank you, thank all right. you. All right, guys. Hey, all right. See you guys Bye. later. Bye. Bye. Bye.